Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I'm going to ask you to take your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you thirsty? Do we really understand what it means to be thirsty? Jesus does not say that there's a possibility if you thirst after righteousness, you could be filled, but you will be filled. I believe many of us do not really know what it's like to be thirsty. You can go many days without any food, but without help from God, your body can only last approximately 72 hours without water, is what I read. And veteran soldier B.H. Turner testifies the greatest pain a wounded soldier endures is thirst. Wounded and left on the battlefield, all he could hear in the night were soldiers crying. Water, water, water. Them soldiers, they were thirsty. The people that Jesus addressed also understood what it meant to be thirsty. They lived in poverty without grocery stores, without refrigerators. They could not go over and just turn on the water and get a cool glass of water anytime they wanted it. In the ancient world, it was not possible for the vast majority of people to turn on the tap and get cool, clear drinking water. The thirst of which he speaks is no thirst that can be satisfied with a cup of coffee or just a Coca-Cola. To such a world, thirst meant thirsting to death. It was against this background that Jesus spoke these words. And part of our problem today, just as it is with being hungry, we don't really know what it's like for the most part of us to really, really be thirsty. Christ thirsted. Think about this in Psalms 22 and verse number 15. My strength is dried up like potsherd. And my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. In John 19, 28, after this, Jesus, knowing all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Hanging on the cross, after all that Christ went through, he knew exactly what it was the thirst. He also knew previously, because he went without water for 40 days and 40 nights. Somebody said, how could he have done that? God sustained him. God helped him. No one can force you to eat. And it's like the old saying goes, you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink, can you? Over the years, years back, I used to go to the cell barn when I was pastoring. 
You can buy a little Holstein calves in Mississippi, sometimes for $5, $10, $15. And I take them home and raise them on a bottle. Buy two bags of powdered milk and you can wean them. You can get them to take that much. And back a few years ago, you could buy a little black Angus or Charlay calf, newborn for $55, $60, $70. Now that same little calf is selling for $600 in Mississippi. That's how much the prices went up. But I was thinking about them little calves. Anytime you buy one, you're taking a big chance of losing them. A lot of them never live. They get sick. But looking back on that time when I was raising them calves, literally every time, every calf that I ever had, when it saw you coming, if it's healthy, as soon as it saw you come that bottle, it would start literally licking its lips. It could not wait for you to get there with that bottle of milk. And sometimes I have more than one or two and I'm holding two bottles and there's nothing sucking on my pant leg and over here sucking on my pant leg. I mean, there, it, it'll make you think of the scripture. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. But also, I had some to die on me. They got sick. They wasn't licking their lips when I got out there. They were looking at me disgusted. And I, I didn't want to lose it. Sometimes I literally prized their mouth open, forced the bottle in the mouth, and it wouldn't suck on it. So I literally used to take and squeeze its mouth and try to get some milk down it. And the milk just run down the sides. They wasn't hungry. You can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. That's the way of the pastor. The pastor can't make you hunger after the word of God. He can't make you thirst for the things of God. Amen. And so, as we think about this, if we're not hungering and thirsting, we're ill. We're sick. We're not where we ought to be. You have to want to live a righteous life. You have to crave righteousness. You, you've got to want to do what's right. Amen. The verb for thirst is an intense desire, a craving, an all-consuming pursuit. It is though you're parched and nothing, absolutely nothing will stop you from getting to the fountain to drink. The word here literally means to suffer thirst. To be thirsty means that you need to be refreshed. You need to be renewed. And I believe that's a need. Saints, from time to time, we as the people of God need refreshed. We need renewed. Amen. It means to be thirsting after righteousness. So what is this saying? Oh, there's, there's a bless for the man, the woman, the, the young person who are dying of thirst for God. The Lord was speaking these words. He was speaking from deep personal experience. Isn't it amazing that we're here in Matthew chapter five and it's the chapter before 
that lets us know that he hungered and thirsted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. Going to the Old Testament in Isaiah 55 and verse number one, he said, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. I like that. Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Friend, it's not for a few predestinated ones. Someone said, can I come? Yes. If you're thirsty, ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And someone said, I ain't got no money. Well, that's, and he that had no money, come ye and buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satteth not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. The one who first is the one who's going to be filled. I read in the book of Psalms chapter 63 and verse number one, he said, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee. How about it? Is that a picture of your soul? My soul thirsteth for thee. Amen. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Verse number eight of that same chapter says, my soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. The psalmist went on also in the book of Psalms chapter 43 and verse number one. I like this, as the heart panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. David said, my soul thirsteth for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? We gotta keep coming back. Jesus expressed the Greek verb thirst as a present participle which implies continuous action. You may have thirsted for God today and God satisfied your soul, but it'll be that way in the morning. Amen, you'll still be thirsting for God. He may renew you and you can be refreshed tomorrow Thank God you'll need it the next day too. It's a continual hunger, a continual thirsting for God. A person does not stop thirsting for righteousness just because they come and get saved. It's a constant pursuit to live a life of righteousness day after day to yearn more and more to be like Jesus, like the song that we hear them sing sometimes. I want to be closer today than I was yesterday. I want my light to shine a little brighter. That's really our desire every day. I've got that down on my prayer list of my prayer that I pray, Lord, help me be closer today than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I want to pray that prayer again. Lord, I, I want to be closer today than I was yesterday. There's no end to that prayer. We continue to tell God and mean it from the depths of our heart. Lord, 
I want to get closer to you today than I was yesterday. Are you thirsting for righteousness? Is it a continual pursuit? Are you coming back for more and more? The Christian is never satisfied because no matter how much righteousness he or she has, we still don't have all that's available. You can never receive all that's available. There's always gonna be more. Amen, the person who thirsts after righteousness, they want all they can receive. They want all of God. Could that be the problem with too many today? They're satisfied. You know what? I thought a while ago, I'm really still preaching on that Laodicean church because that was their problem. They was not hungering after righteousness. They were not thirsting after righteousness. They felt that they had everything that they needed and they was just going on the way they had been going for a long time. Are you ready to take all of God and receive the benefits of this beatitude? I fear that many times we're too often satisfied with worldly things. <clears throat> Jeremiah 2.13, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. This reminds me of a passage of scripture over in the book of St. John, the fourth chapter, several verses. But in the light of our text, I'd like to read it to you. Beginning at verse number six. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh the drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealing with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, Thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that sayest thou truly. What was the deeper thirst for this woman? Verse 18 reveals that this woman had five failed marriages, and now she's in her sixth relationship. What broken well 
is she digging? She's been trying to find life in the arms of another man. And each time she tried it, it turned out to be a broken well. The satisfaction didn't last. The well soon run dry. So on to the next well and the next and the next. The pleasures of this earth is a broken well. Drugs are a broken well. Alcohol is a broken well. Amen. What's your broken well? Think about that. What cistern are you trying to get water from? Trying to get satisfaction from? Think now. Where do you try to find ultimate pleasure, ultimate meaning and significance, your ultimate reputation and your status, your ultimate rest and satisfaction? What broken wells do you dig? I thought about that today. People have committed two evils. They've forsaken the fountain of living waters dug out cisterns, their own well. God is searching for the earth for thirsty people. Amen. Are we a thirsty people? People thirst for something, but in many cases they're thirsting for the wrong thing. But there's only one thing that truly satisfies. Amen. It's Jesus. It's righteousness. Nothing that the world has to offer can satisfy the soul. Whatever you want in the spiritual realm, you can have it if you want it badly enough. Amen. I don't think we appreciate this truth like we really should. Amen. If you're thirsty, you can receive it. Most of us are about as close to God as we want to be. You find us about as much enjoyment in God as we want. But here's the scripture I want to read to you out of Isaiah 44 and verse number three. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Who's he going to pour water on? On him that's thirsty. Are you thirsty? Do you need refreshment, renewed, revival. Amen, friend. If you're thirsty for that closer walk with God, he said, I'll pour water upon him that's thirsty. If you're thirsty, you want to change those deeply ingrained habits. Amen. If you want that closer walk with God, are you thirsty for a more intimate relationship with him? If you want revival, are you thirsty for revival? You will have to hunger for revival. You have to thirst for revival. And don't let that discourage you. You might just try to be tempted to give up because you think, well, there's so many people that's not thirsty for revival. So what good's it gonna do for me to be thirsty for revival because you might think this in your mind. The majority of people's not thirsty. Well, friend, you know what? I believe it's down to an individual matter. 
Amen. If you're thirsty, you can experience revival. If you'll have the thirst for it and the want to and the craving, revival can be yours. God, like water, is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Amen. God is a necessity in every generation. Life apart from God proves unsatisfying. If you're seeking spiritual water to quench the thirst of your soul, do not go to the creature, but go to the creator. If you want water to satisfy your soul, you can come directly to the creator. Do you feel spiritually dry? David said, my cup runneth over. Amen. His cup not only got filled, it ran over. We need that experience from time to time. We just need our cups to run over. And God delights in filling our cup up and even running it over. Maybe there's some of you that's never come to Christ, the living waters. This message is for you too. It's for the sinner. It's for the backslider. It's for the saint. Some of you possibly come to Christ in the past. It's been a long time between drinks. Shouldn't be that way. We naturally thirst. We all need to return to Jesus. Receive refreshment. Amen. Have you ever felt the need of spiritual water? When it's the need of the church. There's a thirst of the soul which needs immediate attention. David thirsted for God. He thirsted for the living God. Earthly things cannot appease the thirst that God has created on the inside. If you've never repented, you've never placed faith in the Son of God, you've never became a genuine Christian, I invite you to come and be saved. To those who are saved and realize that life of the soul cannot be sustained without the water of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll pour water upon him that's thirsty. It's absolutely essential. We're dependent upon heaven, on God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. No human creature can supply this water. It flows clear as crystal from the throne of God and from the Lamb of God. It's beyond price, but thank God, at the same time, it's free. It's refreshing to the weary soul. Isaiah, the 12th chapter, and verse number three. Therefore, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Thank God, there's joy that goes with this thing. Amen, when you're drawing water out of the wells of salvation, do you need to come and ask God to fill you with his blessed Holy Spirit? i tell you one thing, he's more willing to give this water than we are to ask. He's more ready to refresh us than we're ready to come. If you feel spiritually dry, then you can come and you can have water, the water of life. God alone can quench our thirst. 
Nothing the devil has to offer can quench the thirst of your soul. I searched for him, and I didn't know what I was searching for. I longed for him. I knew not what I longed for. Then I found Jesus. I knew that I would search no more. He filled that longing down in my soul. Are you thirsty? Do we really understand what it means to be thirsty? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.